Whether a date night or family holiday outing, Meadowlark's Winter Walk of Lights is the perfect way to experience the magic of the holidays. The half-mile walk through Vienna's enchanting Meadowlark Botanical Gardens features lighted nature themes and sparkling displays. Get your tickets now at winterwalkoflights.com. Extend your holiday season and beat the rush with a weeknight visit in November or early December. Plan your visit and buy tickets at winterwalkoflights.com. That's winterwalkoflights.com. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 55498. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. I'm in my year of jubilee. I'm expecting celebration, emancipation, and restoration every day. In Jesus' name, amen. So God, we tell you that we are open and we are ready. Speak to us now, Lord. Give us clarity. Give us direction. I pray right now, God, that you take over this experience, God, and let your spirit flow and flood now in this building and every online platform. God, we say that we are open and we are ready. Tell them Wednesday, say, Lord, I'm open and I'm ready. Speak to us now, God. This is our meta month, and we still believe there's some meta that we're going to see manifest before the end of this month gets here. And it just won't be a month for us. We declare meta will be a lifestyle for us right now in Jesus' name. Wednesday, I need you to release a sacrifice of praise in the building and online. Right there. Go. Come on, I said release a sacrifice of praise right there in the building and online. No, a sacrifice means get out of your comfort zone. It means throw your cares off. I need to hear a sacrifice in this building and online. Go, go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do me a favor. Just elbow somebody close to you and say, you're one of them. You're one of them. You're one of them. Online, I need you to like the video. Tell me where you're watching from and share. Let's jump into the word tonight. So you know this series that we've been in all month is called Meta. Everybody say Meta. Meta, I need you not to just let this be limited to a month, but I want to challenge you to make Meta your lifestyle. What does that mean? That every day I'm imp implementing the principles of Meta. Meta, what does it mean? It's a higher or a second order, which means every day of my life I'm reaching for something, which means I'm okay not being comfortable because if I'm not comfortable, that means that I'm changing. I need some of you to not make, watch me, don't make comfort your goal, make results your goal. I'm so glad you're not sitting next to a regular somebody or chatting with a regular somebody online. Life. You're sitting next to somebody that has decided everything that God has for me, baby, I want it. If he's designed it for me, I want it. If he died for it, I want it. I need to make sure I'm in the room with some faith people tonight and some meta people tonight. If you want everything that God has for you, I dare you to just reach your hand up real fast and say, I'm reaching for more. I'm, 
then it means a second order. So not only am I reaching for something that is higher, but then a second order means that there's something that I've got to wait for. And waiting is not just waiting. Waiting means to be patient, which means if I'm waiting on something, I cannot just be negative. I cannot be a complainer. I cannot be an individual that allows myself to get caught up in the situation and not focus on the Savior. I cannot let the delay make me forget I have a deliverer. I cannot make the situation make me forget that I have a God of salvation, which means, pay attention, that if I got to wait for the second order, I have to wait patiently. And patience isn't just waiting. Patience is how I act while I wait, which means while I am waiting, pay attention, I am not getting negative while I'm being delayed or provoked. I need some of you, watch me, to hear me, that the way you have waited, I need you to hear God's word to you. You have waited well. Why? Because when you used to would get negative, now you find yourself saying stuff like, I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise will continue. Is there anybody in the building or online that can say, I'm not perfect, but I can tell you that my weight game has improved. I you used to would cuss somebody out, and now you're talking about just smiling and bless them. You used to would have lost your mind. Is there anybody besides me where your weight game has improved? It is a higher or a second order. Then the second set of definitions, it means a change of position or condition. Say, my condition is changing. My position is changing. Come on, talk Wednesday. Say, my condition is changing. Say, my position is changing. Whenever you're going to be meta, you have to be okay not being married to a position because you are bigger than a position you are called. You got to hear me. Sometimes your position may have to shift, but just make sure that your productivity is always increasing. My position is increasing. That's what I do. My condition is increasing. That's how I do what I do. And what you're going to do is going to increase. And how do you do what you're going to do is going to increase. For many of you, God has been stretching you to a place called excellence. He's been showing you things about yourself that needed to improve, that needed to change, that needed to be different, that you can no longer do the way that you were doing them because God says there is a change of position position and condition and God says I did not intend to leave you the way that I found you I came for you to get better come here man that's been by the pool for 38 years I know you've been this way for 38 years but I'm about to step over everybody else to get to you because you're gonna be the one out of all these people that's gonna go meta let me check your section to see who the meta person is in your section I'll know by your praise right there come on Facebook come on YouTube I'll know by your praise in the comments. So, somebody say, I'm one of them. I'm one of them. It's a change of position or condition. Then the third set of definitions, it is behind, after, across, and beyond. There's some things I've been teaching you all this month you're going to put behind you. You're going to put your past behind you. You're going to put your failures behind you. You're going to put your screw-ups behind you. You ready? You're going to put your old image of yourself behind you. Because some of you, watch me, you have been fixated and married to a version of yourself that has become inferior for what God is doing in your life now. I need somebody to make this declaration and say, I'm not who I used to be. I'm... I'm not who I used to be, baby. Every day I'm in competition with yesterday's version of myself. And I know how to put the old me behind me because there's a meta me that's coming out of me. Meta starts with me. 
after. I've been teaching you this month that you're going to go from your before to your after picture. And you owe us an after. You owe your family an after. Every parent, you owe your children seeing you in your before and your after. Every business owner, you owe the world an after. You owe God an after. And you owe yourself an after. We saw you in your process. We need to see you in your promise. We saw you in your struggle. We need to see you in your success. We saw you when you were on your knees praying. Now we need to see you on your feet celebrating that you're possessing what you prayed for. Number three, a cross. And I've been giving you all month this analogy of the Red Sea, of how God routed the people to the Red Sea. And when he routes them to the Red Sea, the Bible says that he tells them, okay, now cross it. What's crazy is the Red Sea is not their royal reservoir. It is not some little river that you can just get in it. It is a massive body of water. It is an impossible situation. And Moses has to be thinking to himself, how are we going to get this done? I'm so glad for everything you can't figure out right now. I'm going to talk. I'll preach to myself. I'm so glad for everything you cannot figure out right now because God's about to take you meta and give you a miracle and you couldn't even figure out how you were going to get this thing done. I need you to prophesy to somebody next to you. Touch them on the shoulder. Say, you, God's about to take you meta. He's about to take Wrong neighbor. Please touch somebody that when you touch them, they can put a praise behind a statement like that. Can you touch somebody else, please? Say, God's about to take you meta. Come on online. Type that. Tag somebody. I didn't know how it was going to happen. And for some of you, you're not going to see it until the last day of this month. But when you get to March 31st, you're going to look and open your eyes and God's going to have made a way. And that way will be called Meta. Please touch a second person and touch them on the back and just tell them, say, God's about to take you Meta. He, he's about to take you Meta. And for some of y'all, he ain't going to let you know until the very last minute. Old folks used to say it like this. He may not come when you want him, but he's always on time. Behind, after, across. So Moses stretches his hand out. Now think about it. Can, can I just help you with Moses? Moses has just got one victory after 10 no's, 10 delays. Ten disappointments. The Bible says that he goes to Pharaoh and he asks ten times and ten times, no, 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 no. Think of his disappointment. Think of his psyche. Think of his emotional disposition that he's gotten so used to know he was scared when he got a yes. Because the yes came seemingly easy, but it wasn't really easy, Moses, because you had to go through hell to get your yes. And for some of y'all, hear me, what's about to happen for you is going to seem so easy. You're going to be like, man, that was easy. But just I need you to remember all the hell you've already been through that is prepaid for the yes that. So now you're standing at the Red Sea and Moses has to be thinking to himself, I thought we were done with this. I thought we were done with this. I thought this was over. I thought that I was going to find it. Like, I thought all of this was behind me. And here's what I need you to hear me. The reason you have to make meta your lifestyle is because the moment you think you're good, God says, now let's increase your faith. Because he takes you from faith to faith, from glory to glory, from level to level. So when Moses finally gets out, he gets to the Red Sea, and he's like, oh, my God, not this again. And I want to come get in some of y'all's personal business right now because some of you have literally said, I can't believe I'm dealing with this again. 
Is there anybody in the building beside me where there's some feelings that have come up that you thought you would not feel again and you're looking at yourself and said, I can't believe I'm feeling this again. There's some anxiety that you thought I wasn't going to deal with it no more. There was some depression that tried to get a hold of you and you thought I wasn't going to see this anymore. Let's get real. There were some suicidal ideations that came on you and you thought I wasn't going to deal with this again. It came back again, but watch me. This time, you're not going to handle it the way you handled it before. This time, God's going to take you meta. I need you to lift both your hands and say, I'm going meta. Because Moses has to be thinking to himself, I can't be possibly going through this again. And so what does he do? God says, stretch your hand out. He stretches one more time, which means, pay attention, it wasn't just 10 times he had to do it. It was 11 times now that he's had to do it, where he's had to stretch beyond what he was comfortable with. But when you're a meta person, you're okay with stretch marks. In fact, if you have no stretch marks, that means you ain't going nowhere. Moses stretches out his hand and when Moses stretches out his hand God moves towards him God sends a wind to part the Red Sea and for some of you hear me I know that you're afraid of another stretch because you said to yourself I thought I was done stretching but evidently there's some more stretch on the inside of you I need you to hear me you will not be overwhelmed you will not be depressed you will not be despondent you will not get into a low place I rebuke you overeating undereating overthinking I come against anything that would not be productive. You have come too far to walk back now. You've made too much progress to step into a place of regression. I need you to speak this over your entire section and say, we're the meta people. Put a praise in the atmosphere right there. Online, type that in the comments. We're the meta people. We're the meta people. Not like everybody else. God doesn't let us live like everybody else. He doesn't let us do what everybody else does. But because you live like nobody else, you get to live like nobody else. Shout it again. Shout, I'm meta. Behind, after, across, beyond. All this month, I've been giving you this analogy of the mountains. That if you live in Denver and you look to the west, what do you see? That's all you see. You don't see Las Vegas. You don't see Seattle. You don't see, uh, you don't see the ocean. You don't see, you, you don't, you don't see Grand Junction. You don't, <laughs> you, you, you don't see what's on the other side of the mountains. You can't see beyond. In fact, the only way that you are able to see what's on the other side of the mountains is either you have to go through it or you have to get above it. And for some of you, you need to hear me. That's the answer to how you're going to deal with what you can't see beyond. Either you're going to go through it Literally, in Colorado, there is what's called the Eisenhower Tunnel, which literally goes into the mountain. And for some of y'all, you got to hear me. You're so meta, God says, we ain't going to put you around this thing because that's going to take too long. Instead, what I'm going to do is lead a mountain right there. I'm not going to let it move. I'm just going to let you get through the mountain. I just need you to elbow somebody because you don't know what they're facing or fighting and just say, you're going to make it through this. You're going to make it through this. you yeah, I, I know you want them to move the mountain, but for some of you, you're going to have to make an eyes and hour tunnel. The only way you're going to deal with this is you're going to have to make it through this. But then the second option, the second option is you can get above it. And this is why the scripture says that he has seated us with him in heavenly places, which means if I don't get through it, there's some things I'm just going to have to get above. There's some enemies you're just going to have to get above. There's some problems you're just going to have to get above. What does it mean to get above? I'm going to have to deal with this in the spirit. Because if I deal with this in the natural, I might want to cut somebody. Let's talk. 
I'm going to have to deal with this in the spirit because if I deal with this in the natural, I don't know what to do. And this is why, why do we pray like we do? Why do we worship like we do? Why do we do church like we do? Why? Because it keeps me above whatever's trying to pull me down. And I don't know what you're facing or what you're going through, but I know this, before the end of this month, you're going to see results in that. Would you lift both of your hands and make this declaration? Say, Father, I choose to get beyond what's trying to block and stop. My declaration is... My lifestyle is meta. My lifestyle is meta. I go up in the spirit and pray that every weapon that is formed against me, it would not prosper. Every tongue that rises in judgment, it would be condemned. No weapon is going to be able to work. All things, all things, all things, all things. Come on, Wednesday, all things, all things, every last one of them work together for my good. Put a praise behind your... I shout like that because that's how I get above it. I clap like that because that's how I get above it. I leap like that because that's how I get above it. I praise like that because that's how I get above it. I got to keep giving them glory because that's how I get above it. Shout Wednesday, shout Meta. So this message to wrap this series up is called, We Are the Joshuas and the Calebs. Say, I'm one of them. Talk Wednesday, say, I'm one of them. On Sunday, I taught you that when Moses, after they make it past the Red Sea, um, they go to spy the promised land out. What's crazy is that God didn't let them take possession until he sent spies. God will never give you the full thing until he sees how you handle a sample. Because if you mishandle the sample, you can't be trusted with the full thing. And this is why for some of you, here's what I love about him, is you mishandled your first sample, but his grace is about to issue you a second one. I'll preach my own self happy. Doubt got your first sample. Fear got your first sample. But I heard the Lord say, but I'm about to issue a second opportunity. Because if you still have a pulse, that means that God still has a plan. So there's... 12 spies that get sent out to the land. Numbers 13 and 3. He sent out 12 men, all tribal leaders of Israel, from the camp in the wilderness of Paran. Say camp. This meant that the wilderness was a temporary place and a temporary predicament. Now, I don't need you making temporary places permanent. I don't need you. Matter of fact, watch your language around temporary places. There are certain words I don't let people use when it comes to certain situations. And the reason is because language matters, words matter, and the number says he's going to give them exactly what they said. So if you don't like your current house, you need to say, this is where I'm currently living. Why? This is temporary. This is not permanent. If, you, if you're believing God for a better job, you're going to need to watch your language and say, I'm currently employed in this role, but I'm expecting God to take me... I don't like some of y'all's quietness. I, maybe you're only doing five figures now, but you believe you're about to increase to six figures because he gives seed to the sower, and w- which means your declaration has got to be, it feels good being a six-figure earner because this five that I'm at right now, this is a temporary camp. Somebody say, it's temporary. Wednesday, I need you to talk like an army. Say, it's temporary. So the Bible says he sent out 12 men, all tribal leaders of Israel, from their camp, temporary, 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 temporary. This is not permanent. It's a temporary camp in the wilderness of Paran. Hear me. Your trouble is not going to last forever. 
your issues are not going to last forever. Sometimes, especially when you're in an intense moment, you just need to say to yourself, it ain't always going to be like this. <laughs> the Lord will perfect those things that concern me. But Sean said it like this, sooner or later, it's going to turn in my favor. Come on, can you encourage somebody close to you? Say, this trouble is not going to last always. It's not, it's not. It's not. It's not. Come on, Wednesday. I need your faith to increase in this building. I need your faith to increase online. Can you look at somebody else and say, this trouble is not going to last always. You're not going to have that supervisor the rest of your life. You're not going to have that situation the rest of your life. That's not going to be the issue the rest of your life. There is better for you. There is better for you. And there is better for you. It was a camp in the wilderness of Paran. It was temporary. And Paran, even in your temporary places and stages, even in your temporary situations, God uses them to perfect you, which means everything is supposed to be a lesson for you. Make this declaration. Say, I live as a student. Everything, everything has to be uh, this declaration for you. I was uh, sharing a, 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 a couple of Sundays ago that um, someone had uh, a sideswiped uh, my vehicle. And so when they sideswiped, they had to, uh, they, had to they, they, they gave me uh, a rental. I was accustomed to a certain level of accoutrement uh, as it related to uh, how things go in my vehicle. You know, I was used to certain things. And so, and so when we got to the, to the rental spot, they said, well, you know, th this, is, this, this is what we got. It was supposed to be, supposed to be a, a, a one car. And, uh, and so I looked at what they had. I said, what is this? And uh, this was not what... This is, this is not what, but I just said, I don't have time to do this. I just said, well, look, look at me. You ready? I said, I'm not going to trip over this. I said, because this is temporary. I said, there's no need in me being frustrated or angry about something that doesn't belong to me. Oh, my God. And for some of y'all, you, you, got, you got temporary issues. Those are not your permanent conditions or your permanent situations. I wish you would make sure you're sitting next to somebody with faith. Just elbow them and say, don't be mad. It's temporary. Say, go meta instead. So, 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 so I was like, cool, let's get with it. Let's get with it. So, you know, I, you know, I, I was used to, you know, you push a button for things and, and, you know, and I, I literally several times have got into the rental. And when I get into the rental, I literally, I will sit there because I'm used to leaving the key here and pushing a button. You understand? And so I get into the rental and then I'd be like, why is the car not on? And, okay, I don't like the judgment that's in the room. The car's not on because with this particular car, you need to put the key into the car and then turn that joker and make it work. I just wasn't used to that. I just had not been used to that for a while. Now, pay attention to what I'm saying. Pay attention to what I'm saying. Sometimes in your temporary scenarios and situations, you're going to have to do things differently. And God said, and now don't complain about the difference you have to do. Come on. I need you to open up your mouth and say, Father, forgive me for complaining about the difference. You Wednesday, open your mouth and talk. Say, Father, forgive me for complaining about the different. I, yeah, I was complaining because you had to do this, complaining because you did this, complaining. And so I literally was like, Let's, this is going to be great. I said, I'm going to put as many miles as I can on this. <laughs> I said, I'm going to drive to Mexico. You understand me? I said, I said listen, because this is their miles. This is their miles. I, it was temporary. So, so look at this. In the wilderness of Paran, Paran, everything is a learning experience, which means you literally, whenever you find yourself in anything, here's what you have to say. God, what's the lesson? God, what are the lessons? Matter of fact, say it with me right now. Say, God, what are the lessons? What? 
Because if I get the lessons, that means I get released from the class early. <laughs> and for some of y'all, watch me, what was supposed to last all year, because you got the lesson in the first quarter, you're going to be out of that thing come April. I need to hear the praise of some meta people. It's a little dry in here. I need to hear the praise of some meta people. When I count the three, I need you to release that praise. One, two, three, go, go, go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, fist bump somebody. Say, let's go meta. So, so they were in the wilderness of Paran. So God says, even in this temporary thing, I'm going to teach you something. So what does Paran mean? To glorify. So not only was God going to be glorified in their wilderness, but they were going to be glorified. What does this mean? He was going to make them better. Glory means good. So he was going to make them better. Say, my wildernesses make me better. He was going to, look at the next definition, beautify. God says, I'm going to use your wilderness to beautify you, which means it's going to not only make you better, you're going to look better once you come out of it. I pray that you, as you age, you would look younger. <laughs> Come on, Wednesday. I pray that you look better now than you've ever looked in your entire life. In fact, I pray that you are 100% healthy and 100% healed. Why? Because in your wilderness, God says, I will beautify you. I'm going to make you look better. Third definition, to adorn. This means I'm, so I'm going to glorify, make you better. Beautify, make you look better. Adorn. Now I'm going to add to you. Everything you need, I'm going to adorn you. I'm going to add it to you. For some of you, he's added to your resume. Talk. For some of you, he has added to your spiritual resume. Where there are certain things you can say, oh, I conquered that. And now that I've conquered that, I'm not afraid of that which I've conquered before. For some of you, watch me, your wilderness was like David when he was dealing with a bear and a, and a lion. And he says, I fought a bear and a lion. This is on my, my spiritual resume. It looked like a wilderness to you, and it was a wilderness to me, but the truth is, is he was adorning me. So he was giving me the skills necessary to handle big problems. Say glorify, beautify, adorn. Say it one more time. Say glorify, beautify, adorn. So look at verse 23. Then they came to the valley of Eskel. So these 12 spies, how many of them? 12. These 12 spies are now in the promised land. Pay attention. They are in the thing God promised. They are in the place God promised. And while they're in it, the scripture says that they first go, or they, not first, but they go to a place called the valley of Eskel. Eskel means fruitfulness. So what did I teach you on Sunday? The fruit is over there. Because God always puts fruit in valleys. He always puts productivity in valleys. And most people mishandle valleys and they never get fruit. All they want to do is, all they want to do is get out of it. Lord, please get me out of this. And God is like, but you didn't get anything yet. You didn't get your fruit yet. If I let you out, all you're going to do is say I survived it and you didn't get nothing from it. And you're not just a survivor. You're more than a survivor. You're somebody that thrives. There's a name for you. They call us Meta. So it says, they came to the valley of Eskel, a single cluster of grapes so large, it took two of them to carry them on a pole between them. They also brought back samples of pomegranates and figs. So what three groups of fruit? Grapes, pomegranates, figs. Say it with me. Grapes, pomegranates, figs. One more time. Grapes, pomegranates, figs. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> I like it. Let's, let's go. Why grapes? Why grapes? 
because grapes can change shape. If I have grapes, not only do I have grapes, but now, watch me, I can turn those grapes into some grape juice. I can let those grapes ferment and turn them into wine, which means joy. You ready? I can take those grapes and sell them. Now I got a business. Y'all ain't going to talk. See, for some of you, you don't even understand. What the enemy was hoping was going to take you out is what's about to put you on. What was supposed to shut you down is about to set you up. I need you to get prophetic, please, and touch somebody next to you and just say, this whole thing is a setup. This whole thing is a setup. Because if I got grapes, baby, I got me a business. I got me some joy. I got everything I need. I got it. I, okay, but not only that, not only that, watch me, watch me, not only that, but then it was pomegranates. And pomegranates mean fertility, abundance, and blessing. Fertility. What does this mean? This means that it has the ability to produce. So you're going to do the same thing you've always done. You're just going to do it in a place where it can produce better results. God, I wish I had faith. God, I wish I had faith. Would you just touch somebody and say, you're going to do the same thing you've done. But this time, you're going to get bigger results. God, I wish I had faith. You're going to do the same thing you've been doing. You're just going to do it in front of somebody that can appreciate it. You're going to do it in front of somebody that can cut a check for it. You're going to do it in front of somebody that says, I like it and I'll bankroll it. Open up your mouth, lift up your hands and say, I'll be fertile. Then, then it means abundance. Say abundance. It means fertility, abundance, and blessing. All right? Abundance means overflow. Blessing means that you're empowered. So they got grapes, pomegranates, figs. This is what shouted me on Sunday. Wednesday, please, if you don't shout for you, I need you to just do this for me. Okay? 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 Because the only time that you can harvest these three fruits is during the spring and the summer. So why are we studying this as a series right now? Because I'm trying to tell you that you are literally in the time where God says you. Can, if you won't shout for you, can you shout for me, please? Come on, Wednesday, make this declaration. Say, I'm ready for my fruit. I'm ready for productivity. Somebody say, I'm ready. He's ready. The only time that you can get these three fruits together is during the spring and the summer. Now, pay attention to what the verse says. The verse says that these fruits, this was the first, which means the sample wasn't all. The sample was just proof that there's more. Look at me. Look at me. You will not lack supply. I pray that you not live in a scarcity mentality. I pray... I don't know who needs to hear this. Somebody keeps telling you, I wouldn't do that business. It's oversaturated. It's oversaturated for them. You will always live and have a supply. You will not ever run out of supply. You will not run out of supply. You don't have to worry about layoffs. You're secure. You don't have to worry about the economy. You're secure. You don't have to worry about the world. Open your mouth say, I'm secure. This was the first, which, which means this was the principle of first fruits. And so whatever the first is, so goes the rest. Pay attention. Verse 25. After exploring the land for how many days? 
40 days. Here's, 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 here's what's interesting. So they were in a wilderness. God sends them to spy out the land, and that is a wilderness. Because there's a wilderness of not having what I want, and then there's the wilderness of the overwhelming filming of finally getting what I want. I'll back it up and say it again. There's the wilderness of not having what I want. Then there's the wilderness of when I get what I want, it seems like more than I can handle. Is there anybody in the building or online where you ever got your blessing, you ever got close to it, and you were like, that's, seems like a lot. But I need you to prophesy to somebody say, it seems like you're ready, though. It se- Come on, we say, I'm going to go up whether you go with me or not. I need you to find somebody else. Just look at them and say, it seems like you're ready, though. I prayed for this. I fasted for this. I've sown for this. I've given for this. I'd be doggone if I get to it and feel overwhelmed by it. So pay attention. So, so when they finally get it, look at me, they're overwhelmed by it. You're not listening. When you finally get your yes, now you're overwhelmed. When you finally get the house, now you're overwhelmed. When you finally get the car, not car, now you're overwhelmed. When you finally got a godly spouse, it's quiet in the building. After exploring the land for 40 days, the men return. So God says, I'm going to let you spy it out, but even when you spy it out, that's a test, and it's going to feel like a wilderness. You ready? Which means if you live by your feelings, you'll never know when you're in your promise. Because when you don't have it, it feels like a wilderness. When you do have it, it, talk to me, it feels like a wilderness. So when I don't have it, it feels that way. When I do have it, it feels that way. So if I'm living by my feelings, I'll miss the fact that I already got what I want. Praise Bishop! I'll help myself. Would you help somebody say, don't live by your feelings. Say, not having it feels like a wilderness. Tell them, say, not having it feels like a wilderness. And having it feels like a wilderness. Did you catch this? Some of y'all, you're like, God, I'm waiting on it. God is like, ninja, you in it. But you ain't even paying attention to it because it don't feel like how you thought it's supposed to feel. But how would you know what it's supposed to feel like if you ain't never felt it before? Lift your hands, worship God. Say, I will not live by my feelings. Come on, say, I will not live by my feelings. One more time, Wednesday, say, I will not live by my feelings. The wilderness of Paran felt like a wilderness. When they get into the promise, feels like a wilderness. Which means if I live by feelings... I won't never know where I'm at. So consequently, you'll always feel like you're behind when you're not. I want to come for those of you that are living better than you've ever lived, that you're stronger than you've ever been, you're wiser than you've ever been, you're more spiritual than you've ever been, you're more faithful than you've ever been, and yet you can't see where you are because you're judging it based on how you feel. 
Please get a thug in you. Just get a teaspoon of thug, not a full cup. We ain't got time for that tonight. Just get you a teaspoon of thug and touch somebody on the shoulder and say, don't you live by your feelings. Say, because you're already ready already. What is it supposed to feel like if I've never felt it before? What is it supposed to feel like if I've never felt it before? Paran felt like wilderness. The promise feels like wilderness. <laughs> this is why we walk by, not by. Because based on how I look, it determines how I feel. And based on what I see, it determines how I feel. And the problem with my feelings is that I can't discern where I'm at based on how I feel. I want to help some of y'all. Because some of y'all, you ready? Can, can I just be real with you? Some of you, God is like, I can't believe you're really complaining. After everything I done done for you, you're complaining that you had to go through it? Thank God you had your insurance to pay for it. Y'all ain't going to say You're complaining you had to deal with this? Thank God you had the resources to deal with this. Please open up your mouth. Say, I can't live by my feelings. I can stop right there. Ready? Verse 28. So, so they're like, but the people living there. Now, God already said this is theirs. It's mine. You may have had it once. I'm going to have it all the time. <laughs> he said, but the people living there. You ready? People living there are powerful. Okay, question. You're not? You're not? Well, watch me. You so busy commenting and looking at what they have when you need to be taking stock of who you are and what you, let me help you. You ain't sitting next to no punk. You're not streaming with a punk. You are next to somebody that has been through hell and back and they came back licking an ice cream cone like, so when somebody tells them go to hell, they're like, look, do they have any new rides? Because I've already been there, done that, got the t-shirt. You can't scare me with talking about me. You can't scare me with betraying me. You can't scare me with walking away from me. Would you please look at somebody close to you and say, you are powerful somebody. You, if people only knew half of your testimony, they would want to touch you on the shoulder just to get some of that anointing on you, just to get some of that oil on you. Can you just lock eyes with somebody and say, you are powerful somebody. Come here, let me talk to the people. You are a powerful somebody. Don't you sell yourself for a cheeseburger when you are a whole Big Mac. To all beef patties. Ready? But the people living there are powerful, so you're not. Their towns are fortified and large. Pay attention. They built it for you. And you so used to, oh, God. You're so used to these tents. You think, well, I don't know, that's so much. I don't need all of that. No, you don't need it, but he want to bless you anyhow. Oh, no, you don't need it, but he want to bless you anyhow. No, you don't need it, but he want to bless you anyhow. Open up your mouth and say, I don't need it, but he wants to bless me anyhow. But the people living there are powerful. Their towns are large and fortified, which means they're locked down. But they built it for you. 
Everything they built, they were building for you because you're about to take possession of it. Let me make this really practical for you. There's certain things you're about to step into, and it's going to feel too easy because you didn't have to work hard. You're going to be like, you're going to be like, but this is too easy. Haven't you been through enough suffering? Come on. Oh, God. Haven't you been through enough hell? Haven't you had to cry enough tears? Haven't you had to deal with enough mess? I'm going to have you talk a lot to your neighbor tonight. They're just going to have to get sick of you. Touch somebody on the shoulder and say, but you ready, though. Let's go. Look what they say, verse 33. We saw giants there. We saw giants there. They said, but the people are strong. Their towns are fortified. And we saw giants there. Now, this is interesting because pay attention to can I teach Wednesday? Okay, so let's go back two verses, or the previous verse. Let's go back to the previous verse. All right, all right, the one after that. Let me show you this. They said, and the people living there are powerful. Okay, all right, go to 33. We saw giants there, which means there's people and giants. Which means everybody there is not a giant. What's crazy about you is you are so focused on the problems. You're so focused on what's against you. You're so focused on the challenge that you're missing the opportunity. Because everybody ain't a giant, which means worst case scenario, we can jump on the shoulders of one of them regulars and get up to the giant. Y'all ain't? You're missing. There's people there and there's giants there. We saw giants there next to them, but them is not all of them. You focused in on a few missing the fact that there's many. I'm going to say it again. Some of you, you have made your whole work experience based on one crazy lady at your job. You focus on her big behind and you, okay, you're like, giant, 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 giant. You, you have focused on one person in your family that causes issues. You're focused on that giant, that one person. And so consequently, you're missing the fact that everybody there is not part of them. I need you to elbow somebody next to you. Say, don't focus on the giants. Say, focus on the promise. You're so focused on, oh, I'm going to have to do all this paperwork. That's a few pieces of paper to get you a whole lot of paper. God, I'll preach my own self happy. We saw giants there, and next to them, we felt, we felt, we felt, we felt, we felt, we felt. So here we go, living by feelings. We felt like grasshoppers, and that's what they thought, too. Here's the problem. They never talked to them. They never had a conversation with them. So Wednesday, how do you know how they felt if you never talked to them? I have a question. What conclusions have you come to that are nothing more than assumptions? And assumptions are the lowest form of intelligence just above stupid. I need you to help somebody say, you are not stupid. Uh-uh, tell them, say, you are very wise. Come on, let's prophesy and speak life into them. Say, you are very smart. Come on, let's borrow a line from a movie. Say, you is kind. You is smart. You is important. So, 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 so here's what this tells me. Can I go deep Wednesday? The fact that they looked at the giants and compared themselves to the giants teaches me that they really saw themselves as giants. Because why did you immediately compare yourself to the biggest thing in the room? In 2010, I believe, Netflix went to Blockbuster and said, will you buy us for $50 million? The CEO of Blockbuster, who at that time, that was a multi-billion dollar company, 
he smirked on his face and he essentially laughed him out of the room and said, why would we give you $50 billion? This was uh, in approximately 2010, around that time, right? Okay, anybody seen a blockbuster lately? How many of you have Netflix subscriptions or, or you're using somebody's subscriptions? <laughs> You know, you wanted a five on the account. Okay, listen. All right, pay attention. Air, virtually everybody's hand just went up. Online, do the hand wave emoji. Pay attention. Netflix didn't go for video unlimited. They didn't go for Hollywood video. Some of y'all, I ain't even heard of these companies. Mama Lino's are like, what is that? <laughs> you ready? You ready? Pay attention. The, what they did is they walked into the giant. And when the giant underestimated them... The giant's dead, and David is alive. I'm trying to help some of y'all. Watch me. The reason you always compare yourself to the biggest one is because you know there's something big on the inside. I'll preach my own self happy. You ain't looking at the regular people. You're looking at the giants because in your mind, that's the level I'm on. I'm on a meta level. Come speak this over your, yourself. Say, I'm on a whole nother level. I, but the reverse side of that, the reverse side of that is that if you don't take that thinking properly, you'll see yourself as a grasshopper instead of a giant killer. And you ain't no grasshopper. You were born to rule. Come on, where is it? And to reign and to conquer and subdue. Let's go here. And you may not be where you want to be, but you can thank God that you're not where you used to be. You're going meta. Okay, let's go, let's go. We're almost done, we're almost done, we're almost done. And that's what they thought too. So I talked to you on Sunday what the word giants mean in Hebrew, the language of our Old Testament. It's the word Nephilim. Uh, Nephilim, say Nephilim. All right, let's make, it, let's, make it, uh, let's make it a little bit more, let's urbanize it a bit. Say none of them. Yeah, because none of them going to win unless you let them win. Number one, what is the first giant? Attempting to be accepted by ungodly people. This is the definition of giants. So when the Bible says they saw giants there, here's what they saw. They saw themselves wanting to be accepted by people who God didn't accept. Which means God loves everybody. Yeah, he loves everybody, but watch me. But, but if you reject him, then, 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 then you have rejected the Lord. Pay attention. Why are you trying to be accepted by people who are cursed? Why are you trying to get people to co-sign who don't know the Lord? Why are you wanting your ex to see your success? They're an ex for a reason. Y'all ain't going to talk. Number two, to be disqualified by people or yourself. So what was the second giant they saw Wednesday? Is that when they saw the giants, rather than saying, I'm a giant killer, they disqualified themselves. How many of you have looked at what somebody else does and says, well, I can't do it like that, so I'm not even going to try? I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't play like that. I'm not even going to try. I can't, I, can't, I can't do it like that, so I'm not even going to try. How many things have you disqualified yourself from before you ever tried? I couldn't do it. I, I couldn't do that. How do you know what you can't do and you never tried it? I pray God give you a try. Why? I might fail, but I sure did try. I, it might not succeed, but I sure did try. Because maybe God just wants to do something through me to use something foolish to confound the wise. Open your mouth Wednesday and say, but I'm going to try to be disqualified by people or yourself. All right, third giant, it means to lie down or rot, to lie down or rot, which literally just means you take a posture of I'm just going to do nothing. 
waiting on something. And the problem with this is God is a God of movement. He's not a God. Look at me. He's a God of movement. So the moment you lie down and rot and the last one to be, the moment you become stagnant, God says, I'm not in that. I'm not in stagnant because there's no movement. Even in Genesis, what does the Bible say Wednesday? He was hovering over the face of the deep, which means even his spirit has to move. He cannot just sit still. Y'all, for some of you, I'm about, you ready for this? For some of you, people say, you always doing too much. No, I'm just like my daddy. Why? Because he can't just sit still. He's always moving because he's always producing. And for some of you, I need to come set you free from the stuff people have put on you. You're doing too much. You just need to sit down sometime. No, I need to stay in a place of movement to keep my mind moving so I don't become stagnant. Touch somebody on the shoulder and say, you got to move. Say, do not become stagnant. Even when people are going through physical recovery and, 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 and physical therapy, they all, you got to move. You got to stretch. Move your ankles. <laughs> you got to do your sit and be fit. Who, who remembers that? Who remembers sit and be fit? <laughs> you know, she do these little pee. <laughs> these little <laughs> I mean, the giant you're facing is the temptation to do nothing. You ready? The giant you're facing is, I'm good. God is like, so I died for good? <laughs> you ready? I'm just going to be. And God is like, no, but be more. See, here's what most people do with this. is They'll take this and they'll think that it has to be some big drastic thing. Sometimes it is. But more often than not, it is in your everyday movements. Because watch me. While y'all are sitting here saying, we're giants, uh, they're giants, we're grasshoppers and all of that. Okay, well, nobody took steps to move in the direction. Nobody took steps to do anything practical. Question, what steps are you taking towards what you asked for? So don't tell me you want to get healthy and the only steps you take are to Krispy Kremes, Lamar's, Popeye's. It's quiet in the building. Don't tell me you, you want to, you want, I just want to be a better Christian. And you literally take no steps to do that. Don't tell me that you want to, I just want to be a, I don't want to get so angry anymore. And literally you do nothing to quell, to, to pull back your anger. You just pop off. Don't tell me that you're, you're taking steps. I want to be debt free. And yet the only thing you do is get new debt. I don't know who needs to hear this, but I just heard this loud and clear. God says, by, by Friday, the end of this meta month, God says, there's somebody, you're listening to me or you're watching me. I don't know if you're on the replay. I don't know where you're at. All I know is what I just heard when I was standing there. God says, by Friday, he's about to eliminate your debts. I would praise him if you think it might be you. You can sit there if you want to. You can be online and do nothing. But if I was you, I'd pick that word up. 1 Samuel 3, 19. And the Lord was with the man of God and did not let one of his words fall to the ground. I just need you to open up your mouth and say, I'm going meta. And here's why. He says, now, you've taken steps. Now, I'm about to take one big step towards you. When you draw nigh unto God, he draws nigh unto you. You ready? All right, all right, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. So, 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 T, 
Ten of them say we can't. Two of them say we can't. Numbers 14.2. You ready? I need you to talk to me. You ready? So their voices rose in a great chorus of protest against Moses and Aaron. If only we had died in Egypt or even here in this wilderness, they complained. What is complaining? It is when you begin to regret to God. It is, I wish I'd never, shut your mouth. I should have just shut your mouth. I, I need you, I need you to, let's take two spoons, two, two teaspoons. Teaspoons, not tablespoons. Teaspoons, the little ones. This is your second teaspoon of hood. Just look at somebody and say, shut your mouth, please. I never should have started. Shut up. I never should have tried. Shut up. I never should have announced it. Shut up. I never should have prayed that. Shut up. It seemed like when I didn't say nothing, I wasn't going through hell. And now that I said something, I'm going to shut up. Complaining is when you begin to voice regret with no solution. Look what they're saying. They complain. Their voices, and look what happens. They rose in a great chorus. What does this mean? They became a choir of complaining. They became a group of complainers. Pay attention. If there's one complainer around you, it's an indictment on you. Why? Because how did this note not sound off when it got around you? Because complainers ought to come around you and just be able to look at you and say, let me just, let me just shut up. Complainers, you ought to look at some people sometimes and say, I don't want to hear all of that. Shut that down. What's the solution? I don't want to hear all these problems. I don't want to be bothered with that. And some of you just need to learn how to tell people, that's all. Let's practice. Everybody practice. Say, that's all. That's all. Sometimes I've had to tell people, I don't, that's all. Thank you. All I need is some white gloves. Why? I don't need to hear that because what you're doing, your notes are conflicting with my notes. My notes are conquering. Your notes are complaining. These notes don't go together. Yeah. Notes, musical notes. Go ahead, play that, play. This is, what, this is what it sounds like. This is what it sounds like. Somebody say, it's not supposed to sound like that. Look at me. Your house is not supposed to sound like that. Your environment is not supposed to sound like that. You ready? Some of you complain internally. You are not supposed to sound like that. Look at verse 3. Why is the Lord taking us to this country to only have us die in battle? Now, just let's think about this. Look at, how, look at how deep this goes. And I'm coming for every one of you where you don't think things over, you overthink. Wave at me if you can be honest. My hand's up. You can overthink sometimes. My hands up online. Did you hear me? You, you call it thinking it over. You ain't thinking it over. You're overthinking it. Look at, look at the verse. Why is the Lord taking us to this country to have us die in battle? Who said anything about a fight? No. no where, where, where did we discuss a fight? You're so busy thinking you're a grasshopper. We ain't even talking about fighting. Look at the next part. Our wives and our children are going to be carried away as plunder. Wouldn't it be better for us to return to Egypt? Wouldn't it be better for me to go back to the world? Wouldn't it be better if I went back to Joe Willie? <laughs> Wouldn't it be better for me to go? And God says, are you joking? I bought you. Okay, question. How are you going to get back to Egypt? 
And for some of you, you ready? God made sure your past is so far away from you, going back is not even. And is there anybody in this building or online where God had to cut the cord to some stuff? And God said, you ain't never going to go back to that. I'll make them block you. I'll make them hate your guts. I'll make them do whatever they need to do because you're never going back. Because you never going back. Because you never. Come on, Wednesday. Because you, because you. Look at somebody. Tell them, say you. Look at somebody else. Tell them, you. Let's go. I said, they said, let us go back to Egypt. So what happens? They begin to complain. What happens when they complain? They get co-signers. What happens after they co-sign? Now, now they want to resign. It's quiet in the building. Verse 4. Then they plotted amongst themselves. Oh, I'm coming for you tonight. You know why we're in this problem? We need a new leader. Then they plotted among themselves. Let's choose a new leader and go back to Egypt. Now imagine what's going on in Moses' mind. He says, the moment you ninjas go through something, all of a sudden now it's my fault that you ain't where you want to be when I'm the one that brought you here in the first place. Which means they complained they got co-signers. They wanted to resign. Now they want to replace their leader because they think, ah, that's the problem. It ain't us. It's who's leading us. But you have listened to them know how. I know. Then they plotted among themselves, let's choose a new leader and let's figure out how we're going to go get back across this Red Sea. Assuming that God's going to help you. I don't know who needs to hear this. He's not going to help you go back. I feel like preaching tonight. Would you help somebody close and say, God ain't going to help you rebel. He ain't going to. Yeah, whatever crazy ideas you had, I need to be your announcement. God is not. But put it back together. I'm not helping that come back together. No. Let's go. Verse, verse 7, then Joshua and Caleb said to all the people of Israel, say, I'm one of them. The land we traveled through and explored is a wonderful land. They're like, what are you talking about? How do 12 people look at the same thing but see it a different way? Because 10 of them, you ready? They didn't have meta minds. I pray God give you a meta mind. A meta mindset. Meta thinking that while other people are like, I can't, you're like, oh, but we can. While other people say this is too big, you're like, it ain't big enough. Oh, God. When other people say this giant can't be taken down, you're like, I was born to take giants down. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that defied the armies of the living God? I Come on, say, God, give me a meta mind. So let's go. So they said, the land we traveled through and explored is a wonderful land. Verse 9, do not rebel against the Lord and do not be afraid of the people of the land. Notice they mentioned the people. They never addressed the giants. Meta knows what to ignore. And there are certain things you're going to just have to ignore. 
You're going to have to ignore doubt. You're going to have to ignore fear. You ready? You're going to have to ignore that gnawing thing on the inside of you that says, but what if you fail? You're going to have to say, what if I do? I live from a previous failure. I'll live after... I, I need to know if there's anybody in the building where you're going to take power from the enemy and say, you can't threaten me with a fear of failure anymore because if I beat previous failures, I'm not worried about a future failure. Come on, Wednesday, we're almost there. Say, God, give me a meta mind. Let's go. Do not rebel against the Lord and do not be afraid, Facebook. Do not be afraid, YouTube. Of the people of the land. Joshua and Caleb said, we ain't studying them giants. Studying is a southern colloquialism that means paying attention to. So, so watch me. Some of you, hear me, some of you business owners, they don't, yeah, I just want to have a little pizzeria. No! You're going to go against the hut. You're going to go against dominoes. You're going to go against the other one. The other one. You ready? the garlic sauce. You ready? Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Say, Lord, show me what to ignore. Bishop, there's so many other more qualified people, but they don't have your grace. They don't have your favor. They don't have your anointing. Matter of fact, God needed them to be more qualified, so what he does for you, you don't try to get the glory for it. You're going to be like, I know this was nobody but God, because there's no other way I can explain what happened except God did it. Let's go. Let's go. We're almost there. He says, do not be afraid of the people of the land. They are, listen to this, only helpless prey to us. Which means I'm going to need your talking to get a, you ready? This is your third teaspoon. This is your third teaspoon. I think by now we had a full tablespoon. This is your third teaspoon. I, I, need your, I need your talk to have some thug in it. I need you to be so confident that you start shocking yourself with what you say. I need you to be able to wake up and just say, oh, I'm going to kill this day. I'm for every giant, I'm going to take you down. I need you to walk into your office and say, don't y'all start nothing with me. I anoint this office. I anoint everything in here. I pray this is going to be a productive place. I need you to walk to the car dealership and say, I want what I want. I ain't settling for what you offer. I need your talk to get a little thug in it. Can you open up your mouth Wednesday and make this declaration? Say, I'm going to see what I say. I'll see what I say. I'm going to possess what I pray. I'll see what I say. I'll possess what I pray. Let's go. Let's go. Look, they are only helpless prey to us. Look at this. You are Joshua. You're Caleb. That's thug talk. I need you to be a spiritual gangster. Some of y'all, it's not going to be hard. Just remember. <laughs> Just do it for Jesus now, okay? Just do it for the Lord. All I need you to bring it out. Because a lot of Christians, they get saved. They become these little weak, passive little puppies. You ain't no puppy. No, you're Joshua. You're Caleb. You know what Caleb means? Dog. And there's this saying in the street that says, it's not the size of the dog that's in the fight. It's the size of the fight. That, which means you got a fight in you because of all the hell that you've been through. 
And I just need to make sure we exit this series with that fighter in you alive. Can I get you on three to open your mouth and release the praise of a Joshua and a Caleb? One, two, three, go, 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 go. Come on, Wednesday. Come on, YouTube. Come on, Facebook. There's a fight in you. There's a gladiator in you. There's a warrior in you. Yeah. 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 Here it is. They are only helpless prey to us. I ain't scared. Well, they got more money than you. And they ain't got my favor. And I bet you the wealth of the wicked is stored up for the just. I bet you I'll get more done with what I got than what they got. Blockbuster had billions. Netflix had millions. But only one of them is still st God. Come on. Look at this. Look at this next part. They have no protection. I pray that you recognize that God has removed the shields and removed the protection of anything that is against you. Woo! Come on, Wednesday, I need you to lift your hands. Let me prophesy, please. Lift your hands, say, God has removed the shields and the protection of anything that was against me. Right here, right now. My enemies have no protection. Whatever shot I fire, it's going to land. Wow. Try it again on Thursday. Try it again on Friday. Whatever shot you release, it's going to land. Their protection is removed. Their protection is removed. Come on, Wednesday, we got to go. It says, but the Lord, here's the best part, but the Lord is with us. Come on, say the Lord is with me. Say it again, say the Lord is with me. I cannot be afraid of them. Maybe your them is an it. Because you're afraid of the sickness that got your mama. The Lord is with Wednesday, the Lord is with And if God be for me, you better be real careful. Because the Lord is with You better think twice before you run your mouth. Because the Lord is with The Lord is with us. Look at this. Do not be afraid of them. Say, I'm a Joshua. I'm a Caleb. Look at verse 10. This is what happens. Everybody's standing on your feet. We got to go. But the whole community, you know you're doing something. Listen, if you ain't being talked about, you ain't doing nothing. How many people you know some folks running their mouth about you? Good. If ain't nobody running their mouth about you, you ain't doing nothing. Hmm? If you're not being attacked, you're not that gifted. Ready? It means, that, it means that you wear opposition as a badge. It doesn't mean that you go out starting stuff with people. 
It just means that when people start stuff with you, you just be like, let me put that patch on. I, I was in the Boy Scouts. <laughs> she said, oh. Because I, I like winning stuff, you know? When I was in elementary school, I was the captain of the safety patrol. You hear me? We had these orange little things you put on and a little badge. And I wanted to be the captain. See, if I'm going to do something, don't, I'm not, mm-mm. You know, the joke amongst all my friends, if I ever went to the military, I, they'd bring me in at general. Because I'm not, I'm not doing, I'm not doing all that. I'm, I'm coming in, I'm going to the office. I ain't going out here to the field. <laughs> I call, I call shots. I don't, I don't, I don't run them. You ready? You ready? So I, I, was, I was in Boy Scouts. And with Boy Scouts, they would give you, as you did the, the little challenges and things, they give you these little patches, these little badges. And I remember one day I walked into the meeting. I saw, you know, you had all this stuff on. I said, that's what I'm supposed to do. I said, this little basic beige is not getting it done for me. <laughs> I said, give me some patches. You ready? They said, well, you got to win some matches. You, you have to beat some stuff. You have to overcome some stuff. You have to do some stuff. And then when you would do something, they'd be like, Here's your patch. And then you take it and you'd iron it on your shirt. And then if you really wanted to, you know, you really wanted to, you know, make it real nice, you'd have it sewed on, then iron it on so you got belt and suspenders. Look at me, look at me. Everything you've been through, you ready? I only got two more verses and then a shout. A shout, then two more verses, then another shout. You ready? Say, everything I've been through was to get my badges. In the spirit, you got stuff all over. Like, you know how they got the tattoos of the whole arm? You got a sleeve full of stuff. Overcame death, overcame depression, overcame suicide, overcame this. You ready? It says, but the whole community began to talk about stoning Joshua and Caleb. So I need you to wear that as a badge. If ain't nobody messing with you, then you ain't messing with nothing. Look at the next verse. Let's go. It says, verse 28, this is the Lord speaking. Say, this is God speaking. Now tell them this. As surely as I live, declares the Lord, I will do the very thing I heard you say. God says, I was listening the whole time. And I know you just thought you were talking to Moses like that. But what you don't understand is when you speak to him, you're speaking to me. I heard what you said. You ready? Look at the next verse. It got quiet in the building. You're going to drop dead, I love the Bible, in this wilderness because you complained against me. Verse 30, you will not enter and occupy the land I swore to give you. Now, this is a trip, Wednesday. This is a trip. Because God says, you're not going to enter the land I promise you. I made you a promise, and your behavior has voided it. But Wednesday... Say, but tonight, if you steal, that means heaven still has a plan. And I need some of y'all to hear me. Your second opportunity is loading and it's loading right now. Lift your hands, worship God for three seconds. Go, three, two. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Here's the shop Wednesday. 
the oh, this is this is what when I was preparing the notes, this is when I started shouting. This is this is when I started shouting. This is when I started shouting. The only exceptions. God just finished telling all two million plus of them, ain't none of y'all going in. But the only exceptions. I need you to wave your hand at me, say, I'm the exception to the rule. Online, would you wave at me, say, I'm the exception to the rule. The only exceptions will be Caleb and Joshua. We are the Joshua's and the Caleb's. What does Caleb's name mean? We're done faithful, devoted, wholehearted, bold, brave. Say, Lord, make me faithful, devoted, wholehearted, bold, brave. Joshua. Joshua's name was originally Hoshea, which means God can save. But after he saved, served Moses faithfully, Moses was the one that changed his name and said, you shall no longer be called Hoshea. You shall now be called Joshua because you will not be God can save. Watch the change. You will be God has saved. So as your shepherd and your Moses, I speak this over you, that God would change your name tonight. Come on, y'all. Matter starts with me. And I pray that God would change your name. It will not be what God can do. It will be that God has done it. You will step from potential into progress. You will step from ability into acquisition. You will step from talking into walking. God, change the names of the people of Harvest tonight and make us like Joshua. Make us like Caleb. Can I get you to shout right there? Touch three people say you are Joshua, you are Caleb, you are Joshua, you are Caleb. Online tag somebody, online tag with somebody right there. You are Joshua, you are Caleb. I'm almost done, but I got to make sure before you get out of your metal month that your name changes. I got to make sure before you get out of your metal month, you step out of potential into progress, out of talking about it into doing it, out of looking at it into living in it. Shall change my name, God. Shall change my name, God. Verse 34, last verse. Because your men explored the land 40 days, you must wander in the wilderness for 40 years. A year for each day, suffering the consequences of your sins. Look at this last part. Then, let me sweeten this up, you will discover what it is to have me for an enemy. What do you do when God says, the devil ain't your enemy. I'm finna be your enemy. You ready? But there were two exceptions. Y'all missed the message title. They're gonna put it up for you because there were two exceptions. Say, I'm the exception. Caleb took possession. Joshua took possession. Out of two million. Look at me. You're going to be the one that makes it. I, I, don't, I don't care what they have said negative about you or what you believe negative about yourself. Hear me tonight. You're going to be the one that takes possession. 
You're going to be the one that gives birth to it, that produces it, that makes it happen. You're going to be the one that goes meta. Reach and grab the hand of another meta person's hand. And just span the aisles in the building. Online, if there's nobody there with you, stretch your hands towards me. I don't know, I don't know if there's a hand stretch emoji. You just say, my hand is stretched. I need you to pay attention to the fact that it wasn't just Joshua or Caleb. It was Joshua. I pray that God would give you a sidekick. So that whenever there's part of you that says you can't, all they'd have to do is say, oh, but you will. And tonight, the hand you're holding is your sidekick. Come on, y'all, we're about to go, but just look at the person next to you. I know you talked a lot to your neighbor. I know, but the Bible says wherever two or three touch agreeing anything, it shall be done for them. Stretch your hands towards me online. If there's nobody there, just stretch that hand right where you're at and say, in the name of Jesus, I declare that you, you would be Joshua. I'll be Caleb. And tonight... We're both going meta. And tonight, we're both stepping out on faith. And tonight, we are well able. Since God's going to give us exactly what he heard us say, say, I'm going to say some things for your life. And he's going to give us exactly what we say. You are well able. You are capable. You are productive. You are fruitful. You lack nothing. You are blessed to be a blessing. You're the head and not the tail. You're more than a conqueror. Come on, say, you are well able. Say, you lack nothing. You're blessed financially. You're blessed emotionally. You're blessed in your health. You're blessed in your family. Everything about you is blessed. Everybody's going to look and see just how blessed you are. And anybody that raises their tongue against you, God is going to shut it down. I come against your low self-esteem. I come against negative thinking. I come against negative thoughts. I come against anxiety. I come against depression. Not on your life. For the rest of this year, when I lose your hand, my praise is for you. Drop the hand, go up for it. Hey! 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 Come on, Wednesday, go for them. Go for them. Go for them. Go for them. This shout is for, this praise is for you. This praise is for you. My jump is for. Say, I'm Joshua. Say, I'm Joshua. Say, I'm Caleb. Say, I'm Joshua. Say, I'm Caleb. I'm Joshua. 
I'm Caleb. Lift your hand, seal it. Seal it. Let me hear just the sound of the voices. Seal it, go. In the building and online. You're the exception. You're the exception. You're the exception. Well, they don't do this for nobody else. I don't care. You're the exception. Well, they told me they wouldn't approve it. I don't care what they said. Ask somebody with more power. You're the exception. And promotion will be attached to you. And favor will be attached to you. And open doors will be attached to you. Strength will be attached to you. You need a second win for the second quarter. Y'all, we about to go. I'm 15 minutes over time. But you need a second win for the second quarter. Can I just get you? I know you've talked to your neighbor a lot. But can I just get you to go to another person? Just go to another person tonight. And I just need you to touch him on the back. Say, you need a second win for the second quarter. Online, tag somebody. Online, text somebody. Say, and I pray God give you that second win. Hey, say, I pray God give you that second win. Get your focus back. Get your strength back. Get your creativity back. Get your zeal back. Get your fight back. Get your passion back. Get your life back. Get your zeal back. Get your fire. Shout fire. Shout fire. Put a praise behind it, Wednesday. We are Joshua's. We are Caleb's. Can you just put that verse up that says, except with the exception of? This will be the rest of your year. The only exceptions will be Bishop Kevin Foreman, Harvest Church. I need you to say your name. The only exception will be, if you have a business, say your business name. If you got a side hustle, say your side hustle name. If you got kids, say your kids' names. If you got nieces and nephews that you treat like your kids, say their names. <laughs> the only exceptions will be. Wow. Wow. The only exceptions will be say I expect an exception but they said they're not doing it for them but you you will be and all I'm doing is reading you what's in your Bible tonight here's about ice because we got to go God I want to run God, I want to run.
tonight. Here's about eyes closed. If you're in this building, you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure in the building or online. When I count to three, do the hand wave emoji or say it's me. One, two, three. If that's you, lift your hand in the building online. Do the hand wave emoji or say it's me. No guilt, no condemnation, no sin. Everybody pray this me. Say, Father, thank you for dying at my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth. I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. I give you all of me for the rest of my days. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you just prayed that prayer, recommitted yourself to the Lord, and you're now sure, scan that QR code at Text Harvest to 55498. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to 55498 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Whether a date night or family holiday outing, Meadowlark's Winter Walk of Lights is the perfect way to experience the magic of the holidays. The half-mile walk through Vienna's enchanting Meadowlark Botanical Gardens features lighted nature themes and sparkling displays. Get your tickets now at winterwalkoflights.com. Extend your holiday season and beat the rush with a weeknight visit in November or early December. Plan your visit and buy tickets at winterwalkoflights.com. That's winterwalkoflights.com. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.